Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, Chief Operating Officer Kathy Christensen is in conversation with Christian Trujillo and Jessica Nunn, co-partners for Maven Financial Partners. Welcome to Medical Spa Insider. My name is Kathy Christensen. I'm the Chief Operating Officer of AmSpa, and I'm so excited to be speaking with um, the partners behind <laughs> Maven Financial Partners, Kristen Trujillo and Jessica Nunn. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. For those of you who don't know, we're so, so pleased to speak with these ladies. We work with them a lot, kind of uh, like at our events and then also behind the scenes as well. And, and they are just brilliant minds in the industry. Jessica Nunn, she's a partner at Maven Financial Partners who takes pride in her expertise in helping business owners and their families increase their financial awareness. Um, she has committed uh, Maven to multiple different verticals, one of which is um, is the medical spa industry. And Christian Trujillo is an expert in the medical spa industry and the financial space uh, in, in medical spas as well. So again, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm, yes, we love everything we do with you, Kathy. <laughs> I'm so excited to be talking to you today about a number of different things, but I know that you guys kind of have done some internal research and information about the financial um, landscape, basically, of our industry and the things that we're doing well and the things that we're struggling with. And um, I would love to learn a little bit more about that. So um, yeah, I can kick let's us dive right here. in. So, you know, we work with um, most of our business are composed of med spas in various stages, some startups, but lots who have been operating for a while. That's the bulk of our business is med spas who kind of are at the point where they've been, you know, kind of going along and things have been going well, but they're like, I don't know, it's been going well because it just has. And I don't necessarily know what's been, you know, causing it to go well. Like, am I profitable? Am I not? What do I do next? How do I keep mm -hmm. up this momentum? How do I plan for growth? Like, what should I do? So that's where we come in. And through our engagement with them, we work really close. You guys know we're hand in hand. We're reviewing their numbers. We're talking about their strategy. We're really understanding like, how are you successful? Where do you need to work, right? What are the few things that you need to focus on in order to make your practice even better? And then how do you implement those and measure those? So we do that all through a lens of financials. We're like the CFO for aesthetics. So we're reviewing profit and loss reports, balance sheets, um, and then we're diving into practice management softwares and pulling those key performance indicators. So what is every provider producing? What should they be producing? What's the capacity for everybody? What, what, are, what, what are the trends that we're seeing and measuring? Mm -hmm. Kristen can talk a little bit more about this, but what we're so proud about for right now is that we have compiled all of this data because we have access to all of the financials for all of mm -hmm. our spas. So why not like compile it so that we can kind of let the industry know, hey, based on our portfolio of clients, this is what we're seeing. You know, we have a large enough sample size that we can say, huh, with our practices, our med spas are performing like this, and this is where they're struggling, and this is where they're doing well. And here's how things are changing compared to last year. So, well, And what I kind of love about that is that your 
what you're compiling, there is a lot of data out there on this industry, but what you're compiling is kind of a combination of qualitative um, and as well as quantitative data, because you're able to tell the story behind it and actually really, you know, hone in the numbers. There's a lot of um, data compilation software out there right now, which is like, this is how many treatments that are sold. This is at what price point? This is on what days of the week? It's the, you know, the best day of the week for most medical spas, which is great. And there's absolutely a place for that information. Um, but it's really important to kind of take it a step further and say, what does this actually mean in real life? Like, and you guys have that insight, I feel, to really add that kind of color and meaning to, to that data that's coming through. That's, I think that's such a great point. And we talk about this with our clients all the time, but the data and the financials, they really do tell a story. And you can have the same size med spa that's doing the same types of procedures and have the same number of providers, but the numbers are telling two different stories in these two different med spas. So what we do it whenever we're working with clients and Jessica mentioned, and you mentioned, you know, we're, we're essentially fractional CFOs. So, you know, whenever we're working with clients, they likely already have part of their financial team. They've got a bookkeeper, they have a CPA, and those are two very important roles for any practice to have, but we're filling in the gaps on the other piece of this that's missing so if you think about a bookkeeper, you know, they're they're putting the financials together. They're categorizing the P&L and, and classifying and categorizing things on the balance sheet. And the CPA, they're looking in the rear view mirror. Well, what we're doing is we're really analyzing all of the data and looking forward. So, you know, when Jessica mentioned we're getting into your EMR, we're extracting all of this data and we're putting a story together as far as what's happening with the revenue. Where is it coming from? Who is producing it? How full is the schedule? There's a lot of amazing information that's sitting right in the EMR. And Kathy, to your point, there's a lot of you know systems and 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 other softwares that say that they'll compile some analysis, but we're taking it a step further and really adding the context and the storyline to well, what actually is happening. And if we want to go a certain direction, what do we need to do to make that happen? Yeah, I think that's really important, too. I've had a lot of conversations lately, and it's really no surprise really to anybody at this point. If you're not experiencing a little bit of a slowdown and not the summer slowdown, but, you know, everyone that I've talked to is feeling a little slower. Not a lot. It's not horrible. But you know, if you're in that situation and you're feeling that, I've heard a lot of analysis that immediately is looking doom and gloom. You know, there's, it's, it's over. It's like things are, industry is not growing. Uh, you know, things are terrible. And, you know, the truth of the matter is when you get on the street and you talk to people, they're like, no, you know, it's, it's a little tighter. It's a little slower, but it's not, it's not in any way. Um, like this horrible landscape that's happening. So I think it's really important that context to me is so important because if you're just looking at trends, it can seem like an exaggerated story that we're looking at. Do you guys agree to agree with that? 
Yeah. And if you're not looking at trends, then, you know, you absolutely should be looking and measuring and tracking these things. And that's essentially what we help all of our clients kind of uncover and and discover whenever we're working with them. So, you know, we we might see a trend with capacity and that tells us that, hey, you know, we raised our prices last year. The average revenue per procedure is actually going up, but the number of procedures is going down. So what do we need to do to kind of rectify this or fix this? Or maybe profitability is going up or profitability is going down and our revenue is not going down, but we actually invested a lot of money. We switched up our marketing program. We added all of these other things to the practice, um, new technologies and new systems, and we added payroll and and other things. So really kind of uncovering and every med spa has their, their, their very own unique story. So we're trying to get to the bottom of what that is. And we're working with our clients to get where they want to go and try to either course correct or make these recommendations to get them back on track. And there is a little bit of a slowdown, but um, it kind of depends on you know where you're applying your efforts. So if you have been accidentally successful in the past few years, this year might look a little bit different for you because things mm-hmm. feel different. There's a lot, there's a lot more med spas this year than there were two years ago. So, right. so um, tell me if you have been, I love that term, by the way, accidentally successful, because I think it actually does apply quite a bit, almost industry-wide. You know, it's not even just the, the medical spas in the industry, but a lot of people have kind of risen with the tide, which is awesome. But um, help me understand if you are at that point where you have been ac- accidentally successful, you've been doing really well, and then you're starting to feel the pinch. What are the steps that you take? Because it can feel, you know, as a, you know, medical spa owners aren't necessarily business people. They aren't, they, a lot of times it's something kind of, they fall into and they learn as they go. As that's the case, what happens when you start feeling the pinch? What, what should you start doing when you're like, ah, I really need to understand this better, or I need to get a better handle on this. What is like, is it, hire a bookkeeper first? Is it um, get training? What What are the steps? What What would you recommend, you guys? Well, you got to have a bookkeeper. Um, the bookkeeper, they're organizing your financials. You need to have good updated sets of financials that you're receiving on a monthly basis. That's, that's just basic. Um, that's just a basic, I think, standard in this day and age, if you are having to wait six months for your financials to be reconciled, you're really looking back in time and you're not able to course correct in the moment. It's six months ago that these things started happening and I'm just now looking at the data. So if you don't have a bookkeeper or one that is regularly updating your financials on a monthly basis, that's got to be the first thing that you do and the first thing that you kind of rectify. And then from there, you really need to understand and start looking at it. So I know that Jessica and I will will talk more about this, um, but you have to look at what's happening. And then taking it a step further beyond the financials, looking in your EMR, how is the revenue coming into place? What, what treatments and procedures are producing most of your revenue? Are you 45% injectables and... 
um, a portion laser, a portion spa, is most of your revenue coming from your lasers? Is Where's your revenue coming from? And then what about the providers? Who is producing the revenue? Are they full? Are they producing what we see other practices that have the same types of providers doing the same types of procedures? Are they producing what we would normally see as far as these benchmarks that we've kind of compiled? Um, And really just kind of understanding what's coming in, what's going out. You need to have thorough analysis going on at all times. If you're not thoroughly analyzing your business, things can be happening in the background. And if you're waiting to look at that data, it could be too late. I mean, it could cost you thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars before you're able to kind of course correct and fix something if you're not looking at it. You might find yourself accidentally unsuccessful. (laughs) Yes, we could say. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing too, is like, you got to take this data, but it already happened. You know what I mean? So like you can't change yesterday and you can't change the day before, but what you can do is take this data and make a change for the future. You know, once we know, then we can, we can make changes and we can adjust accordingly. And I think one of my favorite things in meetings is when we highlight this information with people and we say, okay, here's what's been happening and look at what the numbers say. And let's show you how we see the numbers. And they say, oh, I knew that. Like I could feel that. I just had a feeling I was suspicious of that exact problem, but you're showing me in the numbers that it is real and that it is true. And, you know, I don't know if it's a relief. I think they're happy that their gut was right, but at the same time they know, okay, since it's real, we better fix it. So let's get in there and fix it. But I would say like, you know, I want, I know we wanted to chat about the challenges that people are facing right now. And is it still, Kristen, would you say like staffing is still a challenge, like finding the right team members in order to continue the success? I feel like our practices that we're working with are growing quickly and they're honestly performing really well, but you can only grow as much as your team can support. So how do you, you know, we really got to work to get the team aligned and to make sure that we've got a great culture so that people want to work for us. And then when they're there, we want to stay. Is that the main challenge that you're still seeing, Kristen, or are there others that have kind of started occurring in recent months? That's definitely a huge challenge. So whenever we're assessing profitability, profitability might look different, not necessarily because the revenue, but because, um, because of staffing, because of payroll. So whenever you're kind of thinking about growing your med spot, there are two ways that you can grow your med spa. So if your providers are not full, you know, the first way is to get them full. Maybe you can do some other things like increase your prices, that increases revenue. But first you got to focus on getting the schedule full. After the schedule is full, the next thing, the next step is to really add another provider that adds more revenue. You can now see more patients within the same amount of time, have more procedures going on. But staffing has been a huge challenge for a lot of our clients. One, it's very competitive right now. I believe that there are more med spas than there are providers, experienced Mm -hmm. providers, for sure. So, and these experienced providers, they come at a higher cost now because it is so competitive. So we're seeing a big shift in what payroll used to be as a percentage of revenue to what the new normal of payroll is now. And I anticipate that 
eventually we'll probably see another shift hopefully in the in the opposite direction as we get more providers trained there are more experienced providers out there and it's less competitive but right now the new normal is if you want to add a provider you're you're having to pay up and then the providers that you have if you want to retain them you're having to pay up for those two. You're having to, you know, regularly give increases into compensation. You're having to readjust, uh, implement things like bonuses. So payroll staffing, just in general, that's definitely causing an impact to profitability. And it's causing, you know, some practices to kind of stunt their growth because we're just not able to find these providers to to add on or to backfill. And if you're losing providers, that's costing a lot of money too. Well, and I think too, like this just reveals the importance of tracking how well each of your providers are performing. If you're having to pay everybody a lot more and it's really, you know, slim pickings out there to find the right person, then you've really got to make sure that your team is optimized and performing well. Like you can't mm-hmm. just be, well, they look busy. I don't know. They must be busy. They look busy. Like we've really got to understand, are we maximizing the production out of each one of these since they're so hard to find right now? And, you know, our, I'm looking at our benchmark report right now, and we show that on average, our payroll is 26% of our revenue, which is pretty consistent with what we've been saying, you know, in our conversations with you guys. Um, And we probably see that come up. This is last year's data. We'll see, we'll see it continue to, to come up as we have to pay providers more in order to get you know the right people in the right place. So it'll be interesting to see how that trend changes. Hey everyone, let me take a quick second to share something really interesting for your business. Did you know that a staggering 74% of consumers shop on their phones while watching TV at night? That's like 7 out of 10 of your patients. But the real eye-opener here is that less than 1 out of 10 med spas actually sell their products online. Can you imagine the untapped potential of giving your patients the convenience to purchase treatments, services, or skincare right from the comfort of their own homes through your very own branded app? That's where RepeatMD comes in. RepeatMD is the fastest growing software in the medical aesthetics industry, and for good reason. RepeatMD is designed by e-commerce experts who have worked with renowned brands like Target, Nordstrom, and Neiman Marcus, and they'll build your practice its own mobile rewards and shopping app. Clients love RepeatMD, and patients love the experience RepeatMD provides. RepeatMD rewards patients for spending more, encourages them to come back more often, and helps them discover treatments they'll absolutely love. On top of that, your practice can sell memberships and offer financing for services all through your very own app designed and managed by the experts at RepeatMD. The bottom line is that RepeatMD enhances the entire patient experience while boosting your practice's revenue. They are game changers for your med spa. So what are you waiting for? Visit repeatmd.com forward slash amspa to book a quick product demonstration. And guess what? We'll have special pricing for medical spa insider listeners and you'll receive 50% off towards your first purchase. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Head over to repeatmd forward slash amspa today. What are the big highlights that you guys are seeing that you um, can share with us and our lovely listeners about um, what what you're seeing as far as trends and then, of course, uh, your analysis of what you're seeing? Well, you know, we really want to understand how this data is changing, too. So right now we've got a benchmark of 2022, but what we hope to do is add in 2023 and, you know, what's increasing, what's decreasing, and what 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 direction are these guys going, are... are um, pool of clients. But like I said, payroll tends to be about 26%. Now that's a caveat because if you think about the fact that a lot of our 
um, practices are owned by providers, they might not be paying themselves as an owner, uh, you know, a fair market value, right? So if you have a, an injector who's also in some way, um, take, you know, managing the practice, and they might not be, be have their salary what they would be if they were just an injector who, you know, had no ownership or whatever. So you kind of have to think about normalizing the payroll figures. So our payroll is not necessarily normalized. This is just what we're seeing with our clients. Consumables have been averaging about 35%. So supplies and consumables. And again, this varies so widely, right? I mean, mm-hmm. when Kristen, like if your practice is super heavy injectables, like it's going to be way more. And I, I will say that this is another this is another area of opportunity that I see increasingly grow year over year over year. So, you know, if you're a med spa, you know that your your reps and your vendors have been in in your practice and they're like, hey, if you buy a little bit more and we, we can tear you up and you get a better pricing structure. But if you don't, if you don't hit this tier, your prices are going to go up at this date. So we're seeing vendors and we're seeing reps and we're seeing all of these companies increase their consumable prices. So if you aren't subsequently raising your fees to the patient, your margins are going to go up there. So that's another thing that we're seeing. Um, but it, you know, to Jessica's point, it definitely depends on the makeup of your practice. So we compile these benchmarks in total with all of our practices. But if you're a practice that's very heavy laser, the consumables are going to be lower and they should be lower. If you're a practice that is very heavily injectables, maybe it's specifically neurotoxin and then the second injectables are, are filler, then that might look different from a practice that's doing more filler than neurotoxins. Mm-hmm. So the margins are always going to be a little bit different, but that's another area that I, I've definitely seen some of the clients and and definitely some of the people that we do these financial assessments for these consumable costs are growing Mm -hmm. and it's because we've experienced these price increases but we haven't taken care of that on the patient side so it just continues to go up what's interesting i think that's oh i'm sorry to interrupt you jessica um i wanted to kind of speak to that though or or ask you one of the, the questions that we get quite often and i think it's a fair one is and it's, it's never been more so than now because um, inflation and um, kind of the aftershocks of the pandemic and everything have caused so much increase and in so, you know, in different areas of, of the business. But at we get a question often, how often can you raise your prices without looking like you're just either desperate and drowning or greedy and horrible? Like, what's your recommendation on that? Like, when is when is it okay to raise your prices or is it okay to do it as, as these costs are hitting you? I would definitely implement some type of routine with it. And I would recommend annually. So, you know, you might experience a couple of price increases this year. I would not recommend that you raise your your fees every single time you experience a price increase. And a lot of people are really scared to mm-hmm. increase their fees. They've been at $12 a unit for Botox for seven years. Well, now you're now you're you're way too late and you're probably gonna shock your patient once you actually rectify 
the margins in the price differential that should have taken place regularly over time throughout the past seven years. So I think as a best practice and what we typically recommend, you know, we're seeing these price increases happen pretty regularly, but come up with a standard to where you are raising your prices at least once annually and really assess the margins on different things. What are you paying for your neurotoxins? What should the price be? You know, you shouldn't mm-hmm. just assume like, hey, I'm going to raise everything 10%. Really look at that data, really analyze it. What are you paying now per vial for these fillers? And, you know, maybe $50 increasing it is not going to be enough to get you back to the margins that you were. So really look at the individual mm-hmm. prices and what what you're paying and what you're charging. Well, yeah, I think that gives you a story too, right? Like if someone asks you, why are the prices going up? People understand um, what's happening in the industry. But if you do it honestly and transparently and say, you know, this is what I'm getting hit with on the consumables and this is what I have to do. Most people understand that, right? I, oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Jessica. Well, I just wanted to tell you guys this story. This is crazy to me of um, a practice that we looked at and we analyzed and it's right on on this point that we're talking about. And when we looked at their pricing and their costs, it made sense. We were like, no, your consumables should be right in line. Your pricing, what you're telling us is your pricing is great compared to what you're paying for these costs. Like this is perfect. Yet their cost on their P&L was exceedingly higher than what what we would expect to see based on that ratio so you know we're trying to dive into why are your mm-hmm. costs so much higher as a percentage than they should be this is seriously impacting your profitability yet it seems like you're pricing yourself right so what is this mystery how can we dive into the data to understand exactly what's going on and it turned out that their packages and their discounts and all the various things they were kind of doing after the fact of setting their prices was resulting in an actual price point for these services that was much too low and causing the costs to be too much Um, high, like too high of a percentage. So it's not about like, what are you actually charging for the services? But think about what are you actually getting for them at the end of the day? So we really have to have data that's good enough to report. What are we actually seeing? What are patients paying in the end whenever we consider all the packages and discounts? So interesting, though. We were like, oh, problem solved. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, there's a little bit of detective work on you guys' end, I think. Like, what is going on? What other benchmarks are you seeing that are really interesting to you? Well, for me, what's interesting, just looking at this from a high level and, you know, knowing the other industries that we help, is that the facilities costs really remain low. So that tells us that that folks are really optimizing their rooms for the most part, like they're optimizing their spaces. They're getting a lot done in a little space. So that's great to see for now. I expect that at some point as these practices grow, they'll have to be, you know, adding on more space or moving or in some way making that leap to a bigger space. And then we're talking with a lot of our clients about expansion and growth. And so for a short time, we might see that reverse, you know, people are moving into Mm -hmm. a larger space. And so now their cost as a percentage of their income is higher until they catch up and kind of grow into it. So I, I would say, and Kristen, you can tell us your thoughts, but a lot of our clients are at the point and I think that's why they come to us, right? Things have been going so well so far, but we're ready for the next thing. And how do mm-hmm. we know, you know, if that we can move? How do we know that we can hire more people? How do we budget and plan for that? So I think that um, we might see some changes there in the future. 
Well, and I'm really excited. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kristen. Oh, no, you're okay. Uh, that, That definitely is something that we strategically plan and we work with our clients all the time. You know, um, I was talking to someone just last week and they're like, I'm busting at the seams. And I evaluated what they're spending on, you know, rent and they're around 2.5%. On average, as far as our benchmarks, rent as a percentage of revenue is around 3.2. A sweet spot to where you want to be at 3.2 is fantastic. But, you know, if you're evaluating your financials, you want to be 5% or under. That's kind of you know where we like to be. But if you're thinking about expanding your space and you're going to go from two to three rooms and you're busting at the seams and you're going to go to a space or a facility that has 10 rooms, well, your rent might be seven or eight percent until you really optimize the practice. So that's one thing that we you know strategically plan for. We understand that profits are going to be less until we really optimize the space and we can get that back to five percent or lower. You know, this is one of, I think it's a great time for us to kind of start talking about our um, advanced practice management symposium event that we have coming up with Maven Financial in August of this year. Um, We kind of, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, a lot of times these are two of the best brains in the industry. And I love to, to chat with them about what's going on, what's coming up, things that we're seeing, things that they're seeing. And, and we, we all are, are seeing exactly what Jessica was just kind of referring to, which is people kind of at an inflection point. Um, they are at a point where they need to make a decision on what they want to do, what their next five, 10 years is going to look like. So we have put together this advanced practice management symposium on finances that's going to be led and hosted by Maven Financial Group at the AmSpy headquarters in August. And it is for people who have been in the business for at least three to five years. It's a very deep dive course. Um, our goal is, and it's very limited. I think we have what, 34 seats, um, 32 seats, something like that. Um, but tell us a little bit more about why, uh, as we were developing the agenda, you guys went in the direction that you went to, because it is going to be just an absolute, like it's not for the week. Is money ever right? Is the discussion of finances ever for the week, right? You know, we really love the idea of having a small group setting for what we do every day. Um, You know, typically we're meeting with clients one-on-one and and analyzing the data and really building out a plan for them. But we thought this could be even better if we had a group of med spa owners who could not only share their experience, share their challenges, have conversations. So we want to facilitate conversations with everybody and kind of have a like a masterclass of not only our brains, but their brains, too. You know, you guys are are living this every day. But then secondly, really help help med spa owners understand what's happening with the financials of their practice. But not only that, like we say in a lot of our conversations with you, Kathy, like this is the best way to lay out your P&L. Well, let's while we're here, let's go ahead and do that. Like, let's sit right next to you and organize your data, organize your financials, save the report so that you can in the future say, okay, here's my here's my memorized report that we created together so I can easily see what's working, what's not working in my practice. And then secondly, we talk about diving into the practice management software. 
let's do it together, right? Let's mm -hmm. do it together as a small group with our consultants. Here's how we would extract your data. Here's what we like to see. Here's maybe what you guys aren't, aren't doing correctly as you're inputting your data or as you're checking out patients. So let's rectify that. But how do we set these practices up? Number one, for understanding. We're gonna teach you what we know. So think of it as accounting finance 201, 301. Teach you what you know, what we know in the industry, but then also set you up for success. So you can take that knowledge and then take the, what we're providing to be able to better manage your practice from a financial perspective. Yeah, and just working with you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of practices all across the country, everybody has very specific financial goals that they want to achieve. They might want to grow. They might want to expand. They might just want to understand. They might want to think about selling in the next five to 10 years. Well, what should you be really looking at? What you should, what should you be analyzing? And then in addition to kind of understanding and getting at, I like the kind of term, like this is a masterclass for financials and med spa owners, if you if you will, or if you think about it in that way. So we're going to be looking at the P&L and the balance sheet. How should we be analyzing it? How should we be setting this up? How should we be measuring and tracking all of this data that's sitting in the EMR? But how do I strategically use this? to create this roadmap for my practice to get where I want to go. This is what's been happening. So, you know, the first part of the class, we're going to be really diving into well, what's been going on. How have we, what have we been doing as far as payroll and compensation? How much are the providers being paid versus the support staff? Is this appropriate? What should we be doing? Where is the revenue coming from? Are we able to clearly see this and understand? Are we able to understand the profits? And then the next part, so it's going to be two days, but the second day, we're really going to be focused on, well, let's build a plan, a very strategic plan based on all of this data that we have right at our fingertips. And let's use this to map out where we want to go. Well, what should the providers be producing per month, per hour? How full should the schedules be? Knowing that the schedules are 60% full right now, let's make a plan to, to get them to 65% in two months. Let's make a plan to get them to 70% in four or five months and really fill up the schedule so we can generate higher profitability. And let's map out what each of these providers are going to be producing. Let's map out all of the expenses. Do we have anything that's coming up that we're going to change? Are we going to add providers? Are we going to add staff? Are we going to change the office? All of these have financial implications. So we're really going to be working one-on-one -on -one with these practice owners to map out their plan and essentially become a CFO, if you will. They're going to well, leave this difference, right? They're, they're, this is not just we're teaching you general numbers or we're teaching you general like where you should land. This is like custom one-on-one, -on -one. bring your laptops, bring your EMR, bring your like we're getting down and dirty, roll up your sleeves. Jessica and Kristen will be there along with other people on their team that are actually going to sit down with these folks. And that's why it's so small and intimate is so that we can really, when you leave, and Kristen, you were about to say this, but this is what what it, the whole goal was, is when you leave, you actually truly have a customized roadmap 
for the next year or the next whatever you want to focus on. But I, I think we're all kind of really excited about doing this where we can we can not only teach but apply. Um, and that's kind of the whole point of, of the workshop. So we're excited. It's, that's what I love about it too, is like, it's actually better than one-on-one because sure it might be one-on-one with us, but how great would it be to have maybe two other folks at your table that have done this before, right? And so right. we can say, hey, listen, your provider should be doing like that, like this, and this is what we see. And they can say, oh, hey, I had that problem two years ago and here's how I solved it. Here's how I crossed that hump, right? And then we have somebody else at the table who says, oh yeah, and then after that, this is what happened. Yeah. So having like a few peers along with one of our experts to me is the just the best audience for being able to roadmap your practice and overcome the challenges that you're facing right now and the ones you don't even know about yet. Exactly. Well, and we're having everybody sign an NDA. So if you're nervous about that, you don't have to be. And then also after the event, you can tell, can you tell how excited we are? Like I'm talking really fast because <laughs> I'm getting excited, but um, no, I, I um, also after the event, we're going to have a special AMSPA Connect board for those who were at the event so that they can continue their conversations and networking and kind of have, you know, I agree with you, Kristen, masterclass is a great word for this. So it's almost like you have your own little mastermind after this where you can continue those conversations and friendships and and kind of support throughout all of this. So it's going to be awesome. It's taking place once again um august 19th through the 20th in chicago at amspa headquarters amspa hq um so we're going to get these girls out of texas for a minute in Um, august which we're not sad about (laughs) yeah yeah i mean don't expect you know chicago's not pleasant in august either but it's not dallas i promise you that So tell us, um, before we sign off, and I I, want to know, are there any more kind of items of note from your benchmarking study that you feel like just kind of wowed you or were very, very telling about uh, where the industry is going? Well, I'll say from my perspective, it's falling in line with what we have been saying, which is good, right? It It wouldn't be great if we've been sharing how we thought things were going and then it turns out things are completely different. So our, our assessment of the industry has been sort of correct all along, right? So it kind of proved that. But what we're most excited about is that we now have this tool for you know your listeners or, or folks that really want to understand how they stack up with the benchmarks to schedule time with us, to, to hop on a complimentary financial assessment where we say, okay, listen, our practices are performing like this and this is how you're doing. Like, we will review your PL with you. This is how you're doing, just so you know, you know, and then um, it, it, it just, allows folks to compare themselves against what others are seeing. So we're, we're most excited about that ability. So how do our listeners and our members, how do we get access to this benchmark report? Well, we are working to create something just for you guys to go on. Yes. To go on your portal. Um, Not only, well, two things, one that's more informative. Hey, here's our benchmarking report. This is what we're seeing. Here you go. Hit print. Right. But then another that's, Let's schedule here for time to meet with us so that we can dive into your financials and review exactly how you're comparing. Um, And Mm -hmm. we might even, like we're talking about putting together something that 
you know, your members can drop in their information into maybe a workbook that um, then compares them against the benchmark. But we really find that that's much better done through conversation, right? Because uh-huh. I think, again, some of these things are misleading, right? Your, your consumables might be much less and you think, oh, my prices are perfect when in fact, maybe it's something else. So we mm-hmm. really like to pair it with a conversation, but we are working to give you guys some tools so that you can get this information out into the world. And yeah, if you want absolutely. it, if you want it today, and if you would like to hop on a call with us and have a complimentary financial assessment, just shoot us an email at hello at mavenfp.com. And we'll be happy to schedule schedule something, look at your financials, do an analysis, meet with you, talk to you about it, and definitely share the results of the benchmarks and how you stack up against other practices. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies, for your time. Um, I will definitely see you in August um, at the Advanced Practice Management Symposium about finances. And if you're interested in registering, there are still seats open. Um, You can do that at our website, AmericanMedSpa.org. All right. Thank you, Jessica and Kristen. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, Chief Operating Officer Kathy Christensen was joined by Christian Trujillo and Jessica Nunn, co-partners for Maven Financial Partners. If you're new with us, click on the subscribe button, then receive new content when it happens. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.